0: a life coach and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. I am Lady Boy Gigi and you're listening to adult bedtime stories. I have Paul with me tonight.
1: Hey, guys.
0: (laughs) And tonight we're going to be talking about Celebrate Bisexuality Day. And it's evolved to become, actually, Celebrate Bisexuality Week. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's celebrated worldwide. I'd like to talk a little bit about the history. In 1999, I approached Wendy Curry when I was serving on the Binet USA Board of Directors. And I said, you know, we need a day for bisexuals to celebrate. <laughs> and she agreed and then brought on Michael Page because he had designed the Bi Pride flag. And we talked about when we should have this and tossed around a few days, different dates, of the year and kind of at one point we were even talking about doing it on Valentine's Day and I said, Well, I want a day that's ours. (laughs) And I said, On my birthday, it's the autumn equinox, the day of calling. Wendy Curry said, Yeah, and it's also Freddie Mercury's birthday time month. And we all love Freddie Mercury. Such a oh, gorgeous one. (laughs) (laughs) And so we finally decided on September 23rd. The first year we put out some media releases and really took some time to promote it all over the place. And there was a conference, a GLBT conference in South Africa that was going on during... September twenty third in nineteen ninety nine. And so they took it up and did a big celebration there. And there's celebrations all over the place. I mean, people especially here in the United States, a lot of bi groups took it up and the bi Resource Center out of Boston took it up and It just took off that first year beyond our expectations. And from every year afterwards, it just grew and grew. Part of why I wanted to do this was because I grew up here in Houston, Texas. And before I started Bynet Houston, I had never met a bisexual. And I've always been bi and bi. Pretty much out as by to some of my closer friends, and I realized how isolated we were, and how we weren't accepted in the gay community back then, we weren't accepted in the straight community. I had gay friends say, Oh, just get off the fence, make up your mind <laughs> you bisexuality doesn't really exist, and I said, Yeah, it does." I've always been attracted to both boys and girls. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got into a lot of discrimination, both in the uh, gay world and in the trans world. For a while, They people would say, "Oh no, you know, you need to make up your mind and choose to be either gay or straight, <laughs> and get off the fence." And it's like, no, I'm not on the fence. Uh, I am bisexual. I like sucking cock. I like eating pussy. I like it all. (laughs) But, And I also kind of saw the isolation and loneliness of being bi and having no one to really understand what it is to be bi to talk to. And then I discovered, I went to my first conference. This was in the early 90s. And oh my, (laughs) I'm not in Kansas anymore. (laughs) And I think one of the things that really occurred to me at that point was that there must be a lot of people out there living in isolation and thinking, oh, am I the only one? And that was a big part of the motivation behind why we started Celebrate Bi-Day. Paul, do you have any thoughts or comments?
1: Yeah, so since I've known you, Gigi, I've been aware of Celebrate Bisexuality Day. And I I, I actually had been familiar with it before then. I just didn't know that you had a hand in uh, helping to create it. And it's really interesting. I always get a kick out of, you know, I've got a lot of Facebook friends, and some of them I'm not very close to. And every time this time of year comes around and I start seeing posts about Celebrate Bisexuality Day, it always makes me smile to know that my dom, you know, started that. Like, And, you know, sometimes I even... Tell them that, and then they get real jealous. I just think it's really cute. (laughs) It makes me really happy. Aww.
0: (laughs) I mean, I had a rough time growing up. Things were a lot different back then. And there there wasn't much acceptance of gay at one point, but after the gay movement got started and going, it became a little more tolerated. But bisexuality still was something that was not well known about. And I saw so many people that would sometimes come and approach me and say, well, don't tell anybody else, but you're out as bi, but I think I might be bi too, but I don't want to be out. (laughs) And I thought, how many people are living with this on their shoulders how many people are just carrying this weight and hiding and not really being able to be free and express themselves and and so that was really behind what we wanted to accomplish was celebrate bisexuality day. We wanted to add a little bit of visibility but even more so have a day where we could celebrate in who and what we are. <laughs> And I know that there's a lot of history behind this day. It's amazing how many countries are now recognizing celebrate by day. In fact, it was a few years after it started that Brazil actually the people of Brazil asked the government to declare celebrate by day as the national holiday. I never checked to see if that ever went through or not, but it's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know you've kind of looked up some of the different countries that now recognize Celebrate yeah. By Day.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I was able to find a list on, on the internet, and it is really impressive how many countries in the world officially recognize it. Um, there's Armenia, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Bolivia, Brazil, Canada, Denmark, France, Germany, Guatemala, Hong Kong, Hungary, India, Ireland, Israel, Italy, Kyrgyzstan, uh, Lithuania, Mexico, the Netherlands, New Zealand, Norway, the Philippines, Poland, Russia, Serbia, Singapore, Slovenia, Spain, South Africa, South Korea, Sweden, Switzerland, Taiwan, Turkey, the United Kingdom, the United States of America, and Vietnam. Although, if I had to guess, I'm I'm willing to bet that Russia no longer officially recognizes it.
0: <laughs> you never know. I mean, but I think what's even more amazing is... Even during that first year, how many bi individuals and bi groups learned about it and took the day just to celebrate? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's been such an amazing phenomenon because up to that point, we had tried in the bisexual movement, they had tried to have a day, and at one point they did latch it on the Valentine's Day is a day to, it, they, I forget what they called it back then, but it wasn't celebrate by the day. It was just uh, a recognition of bisexuals. And it just really, I think we were at the right time. We had the right people together. I know I couldn't have done it on my own, and I don't think Wendy Curry or Michael Page could have done it on their own. But the three of us joining together and really bringing our brainstorming and thoughts together, it just took off. And a big part of it for me was bringing this as having it on the autumn equinox, the day of calling. It just felt so right. And somehow that resonated, I think.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I. I think that it's really interesting because, said when you started Celebrate Bisexuality Day, it doesn't really seem like that long ago. Like, this year, you know, Celebrate Bisexuality Day could barely drink in the U.S. because it's 21 years old. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Growing up as I have, and especially as I've started to get older, like, the acceptance of bisexuality and the... Number of people that openly embrace it as a personal description of themselves and really embrace their bisexuality is so much broader than the way that you describe it back in
0: 1999. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, bisexuality has become a community that's now bi plus, mm-hmm. and what bi plus means it's inclusive of people. Who, well, for the most part, self-identify as bi. I think it's the number one important distinction because that was a big argument that came up. Well, you can't be bi. You don't, you don't have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And people would say, no, I'm bisexual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's all these kind of ways that people wanted to define what bisexuality is for us. And so we kind of came up with the concept of no, anybody that identifies as bisexual is bi, mm-hmm. just by self definition. We know ourselves. Mm-hmm. We know what we're attracted to. And it's not how many people you have sex with, it's not how many people you have sex with at the same time. You can be bisexual and a virgin. Mm-hmm. It's about who you're attracted to. And all sexual orientation is based not on who you have sex with, but on who you're attracted to. And so I think that was one of the big battles early on, was saying, yeah, we're bi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this we're self-identified. We know ourselves. We know who we like and what we like. And that was so hard to get people to really wrap their heads around back then. And I think today what's so incredible is that we now have people that identify as two-spirit, as uh, non-binary, as outside the spectrum of what we classify as sex. And Identify us by because they fit in with us. Mm-hmm. They fit into this whole movement. In fact, er, in the early days, a lot of us were bi gendered. Was the word we used, or bi fluid? Mm-hmm. We were gender fluid, mm-hmm. and we could. I'd go to bisexual conferences with my lady boy outfits, <laughs> and just have the best time in the world. And expressing my gender fluidity. And that was, I think, a real hallmark for a lot of bisexuals to be able to say, okay, it's it's inclusive of a lot of people, not just a person that identifies as male or female and likes both males and females.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Anything you would like to add to that?
1: Yeah, like, one of the things that's been really interesting growing up in the age that I have is seeing this proliferation in the queer community, uh, where people are finding better ways to describe how they feel, describe, you know, what they are, Uh, you know, you can be bisexual, you can be biromantic, you can be asexual but biromantic. You can be aromantic but bisexual. You can be gender fluid. You can be transmasculine. You can be transfeminine. Now there's an understanding that you can be non-binary and still present largely as the gender or as the sex that you were born. And that doesn't make you not non-binary people are starting to really understand and have a framework of language to talk about a lot of these more fine details Uh, and I think that it's really empowering to see people find words that really resonate with them that they can you know that they can really identify with and it's it's a really beautiful thing and I'm glad to be growing up in this age where people are starting to wake up and understand that gender is a lot more complex than we ever thought it was, romantic attraction is way more complex than we ever thought it was, uh, relationship styles are a lot different and more complex than we ever thought that they were. Understanding that there's difference between gender presentation and gender identity and you know all of these different things, uh, I think it's really incredible, and I think that opening up the greater understanding for bisexuality really helped bring about all of the changes that we've seen
0: mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that was so beautiful early on was this whole group of people. That first conference I went to, there was this whole spectrum of diversity in the bi community. And I just fell in love with it. It's like, oh, I found home. <laughs> this, And I didn't have to explain myself to these people. They already knew. And that was such a... An amazing thing, because we were all very expressive even back then. I remember that first conference. Two young sailor boys stumbled into our bi conference, and I looked at them. They were kind of frowning and looking around the room. And I walked up to them and I said, "Welcome. This is a bi conference. You want to dance?" And they started dancing with me, then I let, kind of stepped away and let them kind of dance with each other, and by the end of the night, they were kissing and hugging, and just amazing magic happens at by conferences and it, like, opened their whole world. I think these were two cis white boys that were sailors, and that was so taboo, and all that just melted away during the bi-conference because of the magic that happens there. There is such a uh, expression of diversity and a sharing and a, a connection between all the people. And it's just such an... I need to take you, Paul, to I a know. bi-conference one these days. It I know. It is just such incredible magic.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when it's possible to meet in person again. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that the other part of the history of Bisexuality Day was this whole concept of you have to be gay or straight, lesbian or straight. You can't be in the middle. And it was amazing. I mean, I had so many people get on to me about being out and by, and my partner Jay she had a lot of she'd go to a lesbian bar and uh, she'd have, ask a girl out and she'd say yeah I'm bi and she says oh I never go out with a bisexual she might dump me for another man mm-hmm. and Jay would just turn around and say yeah I may also dump you for another woman if you're not a good date Yeah, <laughs> has nothing to do with That I'm bisexual has to do with how good you are dating and how good you are and how good I am. And if it clicks off, but I'd never leave you just because I'm bisexual. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's a weird misconception that bisexual people are flighty, that uh, they drop people all of the time. I remember when my dad first was talking to me about bisexuality when i was a child that uh he said that bisexual people were just really promiscuous and always on the search for something else and they could never
0: be with a person for very long and in fact the bi community came out with a magazine for a number of years called anything that moves mm-hmm. <laughs> Kind of (laughs) tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, yeah.
1: some bisexual people are promiscuous. And there's nothing wrong with being Mm -hmm. promiscuous. But also, a lot of straight people are promiscuous. And a lot of gay people are promiscuous. It's not who you're attracted to doesn't have anything to do with how interested in
0: promiscuity that you are. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's a lot of bisexuals that are in monogamous relationships. And there's a lot that are in polyfidelitous relationships. Where I know of a guy and his boyfriend met a woman and they'd been together. Well, last I heard, they'd been together for the two guys for 25 years and the woman had been with them for 15 years, and she had had a child with both of them. But they didn't sleep around outside the relationship. And it's incredible how many different relationship models have evolved from the bisexual movement. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and I also think that it's really sad that a lot of times when bisexual people get in... A monogamous relationship, the way that they're perceived is completely changed. People make assumptions. If you've been with the same person for for years, that you know you're only attracted to men or you're only attracted to women, when you know that's very much not the case. I know a good friend of mine that's been married for a decade, and she still is bisexual and is proudly bisexual, even though she's married to a man.
0: Mm -hmm. Just because a man and a woman, straight man and woman, get married doesn't mean that the woman doesn't look at other guys, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean the guy doesn't look at other women. It's like they just have decided to be monogamous. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: A lot of bi's are, and a lot aren't. Mm -hmm. There's a lot... That are poly, mm-hmm. either polyfidelitus or polyamorous, mm-hmm. and so its sexual orientation has nothing to do with the poly,
2: mm-hmm.
0: whether you're poly or not.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know I think that it's really interesting because one of the trends that I'm I've seen more and more is for years it was less stigmatized for women to be bisexual Mm
2: -hmm. than it was
1: for men to be bisexual. And it's really refreshing to see that as time goes on, a lot more men are openly bisexual.
0: That is so amazing to me because, and I think me and Jay have had many discussions on this, and I think part of the phenomenon is the taboo factor. When a man comes out as bisexual, it's seen as a stepping down in power. When a woman comes out as bisexual, it's seen as a stepping up in power. And in our culture, it's very taboo for a man to step down from power.
1: Yeah, and I one of the things that I've also seen is I think... One of the reasons why men feel a lot more comfortable admitting that they are bisexual is that it seems in the past that women weren't really supposed to talk about the things that turned them on. They weren't really supposed to be out about the things that they thought were really hot. But men always kind of have been, and it's a very common fantasy for a man to be with two women. So when he finds out his girlfriend's bisexual, he goes like, oh, that's really good for me. And I think in the past, a lot of men either felt like their significant others would think it was gross or weird that they were also into men. But now that women are being open about the things that turn them on, a lot of women are, are also really turned on by watching two men together and watching two men have sex with each other and that's a real big turn on for them and so all of a sudden it becomes more socially acceptable to admit that you're bisexual. 'Cause mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And you touch on something that just flashed an old memory. When I first started Bynet Houston, we had a uh bi phone line so people could call anonymously and ask questions, and find out about Binet Houston. And we got lots of calls where guys would call in and say, hey, do you have two bisexual chicks we can watch get it on? That would really turn me on. And I said, I tell you what, I finally got to this point where I got tired of the calls. I said, I tell you what, you come have sex with me and let my partner Jay watch, and then we'll see what we can do for you.
2: (laughs) click
1: (laughs) yeah it's always been thing that bothered me and again I'm starting to see less and less of this over time which I'm very grateful for but I remember especially in high school knowing a lot of people that were actively repulsed at the idea of two men having sex uh, but were really turned on by two women having sex and that double standard always really confused me and really got to me. And I'm glad to see that that's it might be the, the age group of the people that I was hanging around with in high school, but I also think that a lot of it has to do with the changing world that we're living in and people actually evolving, at least that's what I hope is the case.
0: Well, and I was very outspoken because I'd Got I went to Pride Week, Gay Pride Week here in Houston many years, and I was very outspoken as bisexual. And at first I was really shunned and put off, and, and I even got banned from an event because I was too f- femininely dressed for uh, what was Fantasy Leather Night one year as part of the Pride celebrations. And I even had a card, and on the bottom of the card, we do not discriminate on the basis of gender, sex, Mm -hmm. sexual orientation, blah, blah, blah. And I showed it to the doorman, and he said, but you still can't come in. You're not male enough. And I said, can I speak to your manager? So the manager came in. And I said, this is an official Pride event, Mm -hmm. and you stay... In your advertisement, you don't discriminate. Am I permitted to come in? And he said no. And I went home and cried. (laughs) Because, you know, I had a lot of pride Mm
2: -hmm. in
0: the whole GLBT movement. And that was one of the areas where I least expected to get back harsh uh, discrimination. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was through the years, and I even went back to the Pride Committee and brought it up to them. And they kind of brushed it under the Mm -hmm. table, so to speak. But over the years, they finally started coming around and started becoming more inclusive. And I think it was those activities, and not just me, but people in the bi community all over the world saying, hey, we're, we're here at the table. We are part of this BLT, mm-hmm. GLBT community. Mm-hmm. And so we finally earned our place at the table, but it took a lot of work and a lot of
2: mm-hmm.
0: kind of breaking through the stereotypes and breaking through the bisexual myths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was part of why we started Celebrate Bi-Day, was, hey, we need a day just to celebrate because Mm -hmm. we're out there, we're doing it, and it gets hard. We need a time to really let our hair down and just be us and celebrate who Mm -hmm. we are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think one of the things that I see that has come out of people being out and prideful and loud and having being visible and being recognized as bisexual and celebrating their bisexuality is I think that for a long time, it was a dirty secret, especially for bisexual men. And I decided a long time ago that I never wanted to be anyone's dirty little secret. I remember when I used to be on different dating apps and uh, I used OkCupid a lot And there's a lot of different questions that you can answer on it. And you can see publicly the way other people have answered. And people who would hit me up, and normally it was guys that were like, you want to come suck my dick with, like, no preamble, like nothing, just, you know, looking to get their dick wet. You know, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But a, 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 a lot of these guys, though... You know, they said that they were straight in their bio, and I would look at the questions that they answered, and publicly they were very, very, very straight and didn't want to. Or
0: sometimes I've run into a lot of gay guys Mm -hmm. that were on the surface very gay but were into being with me because I was bisexual and thinking, oh, maybe I could have Mm -hmm. sex with him and his girlfriend. (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. But I think that the more people celebrate their bisexuality and are out about it and they're proud of it and they're excited, I think that it helps to end that stigma and make it so that people can be comfortable enough to let the people in their lives know that they're bisexual. And uh, I think that's very healthy because I think... You know, having a secret that feels that big, it, pretty damaging to a person.
0: Well, also, I think it's the we're not just labels; mm-hmm. we're people underneath our identities, and I think that's what happens is that when we come out as bi, especially in the early days, a lot of bisexual myths kicked in, and assumptions were made based on those myths. Oh, Gigi will fuck anything, anything that moves. Just mm-hmm. let's go for it. <laughs> no, I have discriminating taste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was part of what we were up against, and that's what I'm seeing is changing so much. As we come out more and more and people get to know who we are, not just the label, all of a sudden there's a greater acceptance and understanding.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that it's so good to see people really embracing this part of their life and and also the you know like you said, the more people who embrace it and are visible, you can see the diversity in the group a lot more because you mm-hmm. see more and more people who you might not expect to be bisexual, the very button-down professional who is an executive at some big company or a person that seems really mild-mannered. Women, a lot of the time, get assumed to be straight just by the matter of fact that they're women, when no one ever really ever questions it. And I think that seeing all of these people with different lives and different ways of being and different approaches to living really helps to kind of erase some of that stigma and really show people that, like, you never know. It could be your next door neighbor that you've never thought was anything outside of the norm,
0: Or maybe even your grandmother, Mm -hmm. because back in the roaring 20s, (laughs) a lot of the women, even though they didn't talk about it, they actually did it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I, I just think it's really, really interesting. And these days you're seeing a lot more representation in different forms of media with all the different queer spectrums, you know. You're seeing more gay and bisexual characters on TV. It's even starting to pop up in in cartoons now that are made for children.
0: And the bi's aren't the villains anymore. Sometimes they're the heroes mm-hmm. <laughs> And she-ros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they-ros. <laughs> and they-ros. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, we're at our station break time. And I'd like to invite you to look us up on com. We have a lot of information, and I'm going to be redoing the website at some point soon. I just finished my certification course at Sex Coach University, and so I've got a big load off my shoulders. I can put a little bit more attention to websites and some of the other things I do that I hadn't been doing these last few weeks because I uh, just recently graduated the course. And so check us out. Like I say, soon we'll be updating the website. Probably in uh, probably October, November, I've got Celebrate By Day coming up in September 23rd. And it's going to be a week-long of celebrations from... The 16th to the 23rd is the official Bi-Week Celebrations, celebrated all over the world. (laughs) And on our website, we've got training videos, we've got a Patreon page, we've got a link to all kinds of things. And even if you're having economic problems because of the pandemic, we've got resources that might be able to help you out where you can contact and get some help if you've been having problems making ends meet. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. And like you said, uh, we have a link on the page to all of the different events that we have going on for celebrate bisexuality week. And here in the well, little,
0: that's not actually on the website. You have it's a page that I built that has a password protection. Oh, yeah. And so, if you want to come, and we'll be talking about the activities we'll be putting on uh, virtually on the second part of this show. But if you're interested, you can email me at admin at com. And if you forget the address, it's on the website. You can contact me through there. Sounds good. And the reason we're kind of restricting it is because we have some events that we want to keep safe. We don't want people that are from the religious right coming in and wrecking havoc, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> disrupting things. And
0: also, we.
1: We're doing this to protect not only the safety of our events, but also the safety of our participants.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the events are virtual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so anyway, email me if you are interested. I can, I'll let, get in touch with you. We'll go over some stuff, and then I'll send you the link.
1: <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm.
0: So while we're on that topic, why don't we talk a little bit about Celebrate By Week and what I decided this year I haven't done any really major events for Celebrate By Week. I have gone to a few over the years, but for the most part I've just kind of been in the background, so to speak, cheering people on, helping people get their stuff going. Well, this year I'm going to put on quite a series of events, and I'm linking it up to Aphrodite's Temple. So it's going to be a bisexual Aphrodite's Temple.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Do you want to talk a little bit about what we've got lined up?
1: Yeah, definitely. So our first event starts on September 16th. Uh, It's going to start at 1 p.m. U.S. Central Time. And that's going to go until ten. We don't expect anyone to stay all nine hours it you know that this event is going to be one where people can come in and spend a little bit of time there and then leave and it's we'd start with a blessing and I believe that we're gonna basically be
0: kind of introducing
1: ourselves. and It's
0: also a place, a time to kind of express ourselves through poetry, through art, through whatever you want to bring, through dance. If you want to do a dance with the bisexual element and energy, however you want to express yourself as a bisexual, it should be a link if you just press on. Yeah.
1: From the website... It it says, uh, opening ceremony, Uh, join us on Zoom and share your stories of the blessings and inspiration you experienced as a person who identifies as bisexual. This is a time to give blessings, inspiration, and gratitude for the bisexual community. Be creative with your blessings. Write a poem, sing, dance, paint, create a sculpture, or express your Blessing slash inspiration with your gifts and talents to the worldwide bisexual community. This celebration will be ongoing until 11 p.m. Central Time. You are welcome to come and go as fits your schedule. Uh, optional. Uh, take a photo of your artwork, send your writings, or other means of sharing your material and send it to G at admin at ravenslayerleather.com. Feel free to use a pseudonym if you wish to remain anonymous. By sending materials, you agree to giving Gigi Wilbur permission to post these materials on social media and websites.
0: (laughs) And so that's the first day, and I really think it's going to be an awesome celebration. It's celebrating in who we are and what we do. It's sharing with each other our uh, the meaning of we have found as bisexuals and how it's inspired us and helped us shine out in the world in many different ways because sexual orientation, while it is a part of our lives, it also opens the door to creativity, to inspiration, to all kinds of things, and I've seen it in the bi community. So I want to let this shine out during this opening ceremony.
2: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So our next event is titled Bisexual Identity. It starts on September 17th. It goes from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. U.S. Central uh, time. And the descriptor on this event says open to all. Topic discussion. What does bisexuality mean to you? Each of us has a different perspective on what it means to identify as bisexual and how to define bisexuality. Bisexuality is diverse. Join us on Zoom to explore bisexuality in, uh, in a variety of forms of bisexual expression. The intent of this discussion is to shine a light on the beauty and diversity of the bisexual community, creating a deeper meaning and thus bringing visibility to bisexuality. Celebrate and honor uh, your form of bisexual identity and bisexual expression. Shine out to the bisexual worldwide community.
0: Ah, yes. And once again, I love the different, I've been to so many conferences, and what is bisexuality? Well, it's a little bit different for everybody. And so I think this will be an excellent opportunity to really explore and maybe even discover elements that you hadn't even thought about before. Maybe there's parts of the bisexual identity within you that you'd didn't see before, and you might learn a whole new aspect of yourself through this discussion. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. So, our next event is going to be the following day. It's forming a genital heart connection. And that event will be on September 18th, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. U.S. Central Time. And the descriptor for this event says, open to all. A ritual guided trance in sex energy. Our interactive activity will be a guided sexual energy working. While sex is a physical activity, it is also a form of energy. As we are stimulated sexually, our neurological system transforms. Our entire sense of touch transforms, and our neurons send electrical signals to the brain from the body. The brain sends signals back to the, the body. The sexual energy builds up. Our sense of touch changes how we perceive the sensations. They become more focused, and we experience more and more erotic sensations and pleasure. If you think about it, When we walk across a room, our genitals are being stimulated, but we usually don't pay much attention to the sensations. On the other hand, when we engage in genital sexual stimulation, we become highly focused on the sensations, and the sensations are highly charged erotically. There is a concept in Tantra called the Kundalini. The Kundalini is the sleeping serpent within all of us, And it is our sexual energy. Through sexual stimulation, sexual fantasies, and other means, the kundalini awakens. As it awakens, our body and our minds transform. On a more uh, scientific perspective, as we become aroused, many physiological processes occur in our bodies. Our bodies release oxytocin, serotonin, and dopamine. These are the chemicals that reward our pleasure centers. They also act to open and heighten our senses of touch to become more pleasurable and raise passion. When we regularly release these chemicals within us, we actually change our mindset. I think of it as entering into a higher state of consciousness. During sexual activities, we can become more focused, in the present moment, our awareness becomes focused on our body and our partner. We feel connection. We become more present with ourselves and with our partners. We become energized. While there are things that can block us on a sexual level, when sex is not blocked and is fully functioning, we have the capacity to reach states of ecstasy that are transformational. The interactive exploration activity will be a guided activity focused on forming a genital heart connection, raising sexual energy, circulating it through the body, and edging an orgasm to reach a higher state of consciousness. Through this practice, one can experience sexual ecstasy and heightened erotic pleasures, which are transformational and bring a deeper connection with the universe, and life energy awareness
0: on the uh, genital heart connection. This is going to be an amazing workshop to open up whole new doors for those that have never experienced this. And I know Paul's experienced oh, yes. <laughs> the transformation it can bring. It is magical. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Very much. Would you like to share a little bit about it, or?
1: Yeah, so it's been a part of our practice really since the very beginning. And it's not something that just happens once. It's kind of an ongoing process. And the way things feel with your heart energy, if you know anything about chakras, and the way things feel with your root chakra energy... Those feelings feel very different in a lot of ways and this exercise is a way to become in tune with both of those different feelings and then really tie them together and bind them together so that you can experience sexual passion and sexual energy at very base level but also with with your heart on a very feeling level and it's a way to really connect your feeling nature and your emotions and everything that's going on in your brain to the more primal base, and I don't mean base in a bad way, I mean in kind of just a, the concrete and <laughs> what's going on in your body mm-hmm. and to tie those two feelings together so that you're neither too in your body or in your head or in your feelings so that you can experience both of these really beautiful and magical parts of manipulating and playing with sexual energy at the same time. And I think that it's really one of the cornerstones of the training that you and I do.
0: Oh yeah. And that comes from tantric teachings. It's something I experienced early on and when I did it was like wow, this is powerful stuff.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So, onward with our next activity the mm-hmm. next day.
1: <laughs> so, our next our next activity is going to be bisexual stories. And that is going to be on September 19th, and it's going to run from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. U.S. Central Time. And it, as well, is open to all. The topic that we have for discussion is, the intent of this discussion is to tell our stories. What is your experience as a bisexual? Are you out of the closet? If so, tell your coming-out story. How has your bisexual experience enriched your life? This discussion is open to telling your journey in life as a bisexual individual and to celebrate in who we are as self-identified bisexuals. Depending on attendance, we may need to limit each person's discussion time or extend the session so that each person has a chance to share. We definitely look forward to hearing all of y'all's wonderful stories. Everyone has a story to tell. Everyone has a unique perspective. And one of the nice things about sharing these perspectives is that a lot of times people have a feeling of something and they don't have words to really describe their experience. And through hearing other people describe their experience, we learn better ways to get in touch with ourselves and to communicate with the rest of the world how we feel.
0: And there is such a power in storytelling. I mean, long before there was written language, there's the oral traditions of storytelling. And that's how we really, for many, millennia, became more aware and conscious It was through storytelling. And that's where language originally, I think, evolved from, was that at some point people wanted to record these things for prosperity. But there is a power in storytelling. When we share a part of our lives with others, it helps each of us really see different aspects within ourselves and in the storyteller. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Sitting around and listening to tell people tell stories really connects us to something very primal in us that speaks to something from very long ago that really kind of makes the imagination take flight and helps us shape you know our understanding of the world.
0: Mm -hmm. and our next
1: event so for our next event we have Raising Sexual Energy and that is going to be on September 20th from 1pm to 4pm US Central Time and this as well is open to all it's going to be an interactive workshop do you feel sexy and sexual do you want to have more sexual energy In our busy lives we often get caught up in life and sex gets put on the back burner. Learn how to recharge your sex life with a daily practice that takes 15 to 30 minutes per day to perform. With this practice you can recharge your sex energy. Have you ever noticed how some people exude sexiness and sexual passion? We don't just have sexual energy, we generate sexual energy. This training will guide you through the process of raising your sexual energy.
0: It can be so good and so pleasurable. I mean, these are, I hate to call them exercises. They're too fun to really be work.
2: Mm -hmm. They're a
0: lot of play. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they feel so good. (laughs) And juicy. Mm
1: So our next event is going to be bisexual bonding. It's going to take place on September 21st from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. U.S. Central Time, (coughs) and it as well is open to all. The topic for discussion is what are your talents, gifts, and skills? Join us on Zoom to shine out in the bisexual world community and share with others the skills you bring to the bisexual community. Learn about the people who are a part of our community. This is a great opportunity to learn and grow together and discover the amazing people who make up the bisexual family of choice. Depending on attendance, we may have to limit each person's discussion time or extend the session
0: so each person has a chance to share.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it's something that's kind of been missing in a lot of the community, alternative communities. We go to festivals, we go to different events, but we really don't really learn about what each person's passions are, what their talents are. We get some sense, but we don't really get that full, robust picture of... Oh, wow, you're into doing that, and you're that gifted? I want to get to know you better. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And so this is an opportunity to meet people that share common interests and abilities and even maybe find a mentor or find someone to teach you something new.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So our next event is going to be sexual affirmations. It's going to take place on September 22nd from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. U.S. Central Time. It, as well, is open to all. It's a an interactive workshop. When we shift into an erotic state of mind, we become more receptive. We focus on the present moment and becoming mindful. From our last topic of raising erotic energy, we will perform... Raising Erotic Energy Once erotic energy is raised, I will state sex-positive affirmations out loud as you continue to stimulate your body erotically. Pause after each statement and contemplate on the meaning and how you can incorporate this statement into your life. As you hear the affirmations, allow yourself to experience any erotic feelings that arise. Part of the focus of this exercise is to get in touch with our body. In a sex-negative culture, we are conditioned to distance ourselves from our sexual bodies. These exercises are structured to help us form a new connection with our sexual body.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And plus, affirming yourself as a beautiful and sexy and amazing person will boost your self-esteem big time. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I know that you've been having me do er erotic affirmations every day and it's made a big change in my life. And it's one of these things that if you get into the habit of doing it and really, really start doing it every single day, things that feel a little silly at first or you might not really truly believe it when you first start doing these affirmations. After some time goes by and you do this practice every single day, you start to become more confident and you start to really feel these things are true and then you start seeing the change in your life as you come to... Believe better things about yourself. One of the things that you talk about all the time, Gigi, is your mind talk. And this is a great way to start changing your mind talk and the things that you say to yourself. And it's really, really beneficial. Yeah,
0: mind talk is a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you have a lot of negative mind talk, it starts affecting you and pulling you down. Mm-hmm. If you have positive mind talk, it becomes a self fulfilling prophecy too, and all of a sudden you'll start manifesting amazing things in your life.
1: Mm-hmm. And I know that you know when we do this as an as a um, as an exercise with everyone, we'll start off with some affirmations you wrote yourself, but it becomes really po- powerful when you start thinking about areas of your life that you want to change, different ways that you want to feel that you don't currently feel, and you start writing your own affirmations, and it it really makes a big difference in your life.
0: Mm-hmm. And the affirmations I wrote are, for this exercise is really sex positive affirmations affirming yourself as a beautiful sexy being and really getting into experiencing yourself in a whole different light <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then you can take it's kind of a blueprint and then later you can readjust it if you want to create your own and I'd highly recommend that you create your own affirmations
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And so,
1: finally, that brings us to our last event, which is going to be on the 23rd, on Celebrate Bisexuality Day proper. And it's going to be a Bisexual Erotic Energy Healing Ritual. Like I said, it will be on September 23rd. This one's going to be a little bit earlier. It's going to run from 11 p.m. to... No, (laughs)
0: later. 11 p.m.
1: Oh, 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 it's going to be later in the in the day. It's going to run from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. U.S. Central Time. And this one is going to require registration by September 11th. So you've got how many days? Um, you've got about 10 more days to sign up for this one.
0: And I may extend the deadline a little bit, but if people need a little more time.
1: so Okay, that makes sense.
0: This is going to be a
1: pagan sex magic ritual. To participate in this ritual, it is recommended that you attend the Forming a Genital Heart Connection during the event. And please submit the re- registration by September eleventh, two 2020. But like... Gigi said we might extend that a little bit. We live in a sex negative culture. We are here at the autumnal equinox, the day of calling, and on the day of the balance of day and night. Let us call forth healing energy as bisexuals joining together on Celebrate Bisexuality Day and send a powerful gift to the world. The intent of this ritual is to raise erotic energy founded in the genital heart connection as a cone of psychosexual healing energy and send the energy out into the world. As we enter into the age of sexual enlightenment, enlightenment, let us send our energy to heal the wounds of living in the dark ages of sex-negative conditioning and sex-negative behaviors. The Sex Positive Healing Ritual. To form a genital heart connection, participants will be guided on an erotic trance journey, forming an energy bonding between heart energy and genital energy. The ritual involves forming the genital heart connection as a group in this inner journey. Participants can raise the energy solo or with. A partner slash partners. As we have participation from different parts of the world, we will raise worldwide resonating vibrational healing erotic energy as members of the bisexual world community. This is a ritual of celebrating pleasures of our body as we attune to the primal energies of sexual ecstasy bonded with the compassionate energy of unconditional love
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i do hope we get people from all over the world participating in this i mm-hmm. think it would be a beautiful energy to put out there and bring some healing because we are not only in the pandemic but we're living in weird times transitional times and part of what inspired me to pull this ritual together was to bring some healing energy to all of us.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think it's such a great way to close out all of the different things that we're going to be doing this week. I think that it's such a, you know, one of the things that means a lot to me about workings like this is that... We can share this energy with other people that, you know, with people from around the world. And that energy is going to go throughout the world. It's going to touch people who maybe need
0: healing that don't know it yet. And even within our own community, we all need healing Mm -hmm. because we've all been impacted by sex negative behaviors and sex negative conditioning. And so I want this to be a healing for all people, mm-hmm. to heal at a psychosexual level and really prepare ourselves for living a better, freer life.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really, really looking forward to it.
0: And for all these events, participate. you can participate actively or you can come and observe actively. And what I mean by observe actively means that you don't come in and just stare and take energy from the circle. You put some energy back in, either through light chanting or through drumming, light drumming, whatever's conducive and adds energy to those that are participating. So it is okay to observe, but not vampire energy.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to all of the events on that week. It's going to be so magical.
0: Oh, yeah, I, me too, and I spend a lot of time kind of putting together this kind of collage of activities to kind of bring us on a journey together mm-hmm. and to help us form deeper and connections and bonds and celebrate mm-hmm. and Celebrate in who we are and who each other are and be a part of one another, a deeper part of one another. Mm-hmm. And so with that, any last thoughts? Or? I, I'm
1: looking forward to seeing all of your smiling faces and getting to know everyone <laughs> as we go through this journey together.
0: Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that I have set this up. If we get more than 100 participants at any one time for any one event, you'll be put on a waiting list. And so I don't want to exclude anybody, and, but we are limited by Zoom on how many participants we can have at, at any given time during these.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Do you know whether we're going to be doing uh, recordings of any of this stuff, or is it all... No,
0: No, we won't be recording any of it. Okay. The one thing I will do is, if people send in stuff to me for the opening ceremony, either before or after, then I will post it on a website or on social media, whatever seems appropriate for what's submitted. Mm-hmm. And like I say, you can use an acronym, you can make up a fairy name or whatever type name you want if if you don't want to have your real name out there. And that's perfectly okay. I do understand the need because of jobs and discrimination that mm-hmm. sometimes you can't be out. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. We're mm-hmm. still with you. so. But feel free to send me your stuff. And we will have a presentation of whatever comes in.
2: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Sounds good.
0: And I think I would like to say one last thing in closing the show. And it has been such a blessing to be a part of Celebrate By Day, to see this flourish and take off the way it has in the world. I know it's impacted the world. I get emails from all over the place, people saying how much it's touched their lives, how much it's they were in such isolation, especially rural areas or in other countries where they have to keep it a secret. Mm-hmm. And I've had so much positive response for putting this together and... Believe me, it wasn't just me. I mean, people took to this. I think there's a need for it out there. And that's why I'm really wanting to put more into it each year and bring together an amazing Celebrate Bisexuality Day. (laughs) 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 So you've been listening to Adult Bedtime Stories Have those yummy nocturnal emissions. Get sexy. Celebrate who you are as a sexual being. You have a good night and
2: have amazing experiences. Good night. I find it interesting that adults
0: in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual.